Well. Mm. Well, well, well. What have we here? Welcome in, folks, to We the Peeps. This is the American soccer podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know that Tata Martino wishes he knew <laughs> about the USMNT. I am Clayton, and I'm an artist. I'm Ty. I'm an entrepreneur. And we let a Nats. Hell yeah. Well, well, well. <laughs> what have we here? Un punto para nosotros. <laughs> Dos ceros. <laughs> Dos ceros. <laughs> it's we the peeps. We the Peeps. Welcome to We the Peeps. Are you ready for We the Peeps? Holy moly, it's We the Peeps. Folks, the game was USMNT versus Mexico. Uh, at the Azteca, does it get any more classic hype than this? For crying out hypey, loud, hypey, hypey, hypey. this is as real as it Yikes. gets for a USMNT fan. World Cup qualifying, final window versus Mexico, Azteca. Let's get it popping. Before we get into all of this and review this delicious, delicious nil-nil draw, mm. uh, just a little bit of housekeeping as usual. Please hit us up on Twitter if you would like to do that at WTP Pod. Please reach uh please hit us up with five stars on (laughs) itunes uh, because that helps grow the show and please and other than that due to our in-between state of the infrastructure of this show i don't think i have much else housekeeping nah just pay us rate us pay us rate us the The main the number one housekeeping is this is it this is it y'all tell your friends the World exactly. Cup is Now's the, time, baby. the World Cup is theoretically on its way. The golden age of We the Peeps is now. Okay? Get in, enjoy this, get your friends in. Let's all ball out uh during these next during the months to come. Let's really get in here and do this thing and love this team together with the community that we have built over so many years of waiting for what may theoretically happen within the next 7 days, which is qualification which is theoretical qualification for a theoretical world cup do it now get your friends involved and let's wtp as hard as we possibly can uh from here until the theoretical qatar all right end of house or keeping sweep it up sweep it up boys let me take a sip of this tea sweep it up like tyler in the middle Sweep it up like sweeper keeper Zach Steffen. And let's line them up. Boys, USMNT versus Mexico. Both gloves. He plays for Man City. Sometimes. Zach Steffen, both gloves. Center back pairing. Have we never discussed walk miles? Walk for miles? Miles long walk? Yes. He does that. It was it was Miles Robinson and Walker Zimmerman, uh, our center back pairing. 
We had the complete Robinson family band with Anthony Jedi Robinson on the left and DeAndre DeYedlin. Andre DeYedlin. Andre. Right. Showing up with, I think, Ma bleached into the back of his hair. Yes. Ma. Ma. So it's like an it's like an Ai Weiwei project or or his mother. It's one of those two. It's one of those two. Reach out to us on Twitter. Tell us which of those two. <laughs> if is. you're Ai Weiwei, please confirm. <laughs> uh, he listen, the, he's a fan. He loves the, the dads. We, we know. I know you're listening. Ai Weiwei. In the midfield, we have Captain Tyler Adams. Tyler oh, Adams' Captain. childhood dream comes true. Captaining the American national team versus Mexico away. Wow. Just think about this moment wow. for this young, young man. He pulls on dreams. the armband. Goals walks out of that dreams. tunnel. Goals and dreams. To complete the midfield trio, we have Eunice Noam, Eunice Lovem, Eunice Musa, and of course, Ty's OG Pookie baby. All grown up, Kellen Acosta. Up front, the front three that uh, is... Uh, slowly working its way into America's hearts, led by the porcelain prince, Christian Pulisic. The number nine, dual national, Ricardo Pepe. And of course, the alt national, the, the, wait, wait, did I say that right? The, the, the uber national. The uber national. It still doesn't quite sound Leader, right. <laughs> future world potentate. Future Timothy world potentate. Weah. Timothy Weah. That was our starting 11. Guys, uh, USA versus Mexico. Mexico would come out looking generally kind of emo these days. Um, just talking about hairstyles totally. and tattoo yes. game. Just an emo bunch. Um, this is like 90s I think, throwback. I feel like I blinked Lots and of... I, I missed it and we're playing Good Charlotte out there. It's really, <laughs> really weird uh, phenomenon, but it's fine with me. And, and the U.S. On the, other, on the other hand is just full of fades, just fades all day, every day. Every, it's, uh, yeah, every it's, fade. it's My Chemical Romance versus BTS. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay. Um, first 15 minutes, USA and Mexico would trade blows. Uh, there was, there was an, an, an opportunity for Raul Jimenez, who nutmegged Miles Robinson. Fine. And there was Anthony Jedi Robinson on the break who cut across to Musa, who has zero finish, negative finish. Eunice Musa can't finish. You know finish. <laughs> you know you know Finny Finny. Cannot finish. You love him. You know, <laughs> you know he cannot finish. Him. He cannot finish. <laughs> zero out of a hundred finish on Eunice Musa. Uh, but he's so good Better at so than many P other things. So good at so many other yes. things. Yes. Um, we all have our gifts. 22nd minute. Uh, guys, as I mentioned, this is a nil-nil draw. So I'm going to give you some highlights and then we're going to talk about it. 22nd minute, Tyler Adams won the ball. Oh, beautiful. One of many, many times Tyler Adams would, would uh, clean something up. And then he would play a perfectly weighted packing stats ball. Shout out to Tyler Adams, who I said doesn't do this anymore. He did it to Weya, who hologrammed totally through Mexican it. players and got fouled. Beautiful. It's everything I want to see. <laughs> Around this time, it started to stand out to me that the U.S., was looking very organized in the press and in defending set pieces. Shout out, GGG. I don't know how he's doing this, how much training camp time they had. Maybe he's sending them YouTube videos like I do G-G-Genius. for my neighborhood soccer team, but the GG genius has got this press looking about right. 25th minute, uh, Yedlin picked up a yellow. That's frustrating and may become important later. Uh, we started to see some broken plays. There were a number of these. From the U.S. giving Mexican chances, uh, giving Mexico chances, 
Um, uh, uh, in the thirty-second minute, uh, Ricardo Pepe would get fouled and get back up like a machine. He was like standing back up before he had fully fallen over. Still got the advantage. Got called for a foul though. Classic Azteca BS. Um, this entire game was categorized by, as I mentioned, broken plays given away to Mexico that they could not capitalize on. There were a few of those scattered throughout. And then just a few absolutely gorgeous plays from the U.S. where the U.S. broke it open. And in the 34th minute was one of those. play A beautiful play through Yedlin. Weyes cross is perfect. And Pulisic all on his own. Eye of the tiger tattoo just waiting to be used. Hits it central. Easy save. Very disappointing. Okay. Easier to, easier to score than miss. Easier to score than miss. Uh, but it happens. Halftime, 60th minute. Tim Weah comes out of this game for someone we have not seen in quite a while. His name is Giovanni Reyna. He was created in a laboratory. Ish Ricardo, ish boy. Boy. Oh. We'll see why I'm savoring that in a second. Ricardo Pepe also USM came out with Jordan Peele. Bioengineered weapon. Bioengineered. <laughs> hazard. He's a hazard. And on his way in, Gio Reyna winks way too many times. He was winking at everyone all over the field with so many winks. Um, he's and cute. it looked, he's a cute guy. It looked silly until he went ahead and made Mexico look like absolute trash and justified Garbaje every... out there. Garbaje. Taking out El Baño. Let's go. Damn, son. Oh. Seven dribs. Oh, yes. 76, just, we're, we're skipping oh, ahead. You now. got handles, Gio? You got handles? Oh, you got some handles? <laughs> uh, set first, Damn, before we even bro. get to that. 71st minute, there's a clipped-in cross by Acosta. Gio Reyna's pointing where he wants it. Acosta puts it right there. Reyna could have shot, didn't sh -sh -sh shoot, cushions it to Jordan Puff -pa -pa Fock is going on, who also, I think, doesn't Gentle shoot. Pass. Maybe kind of shoots. Weird touch. <sighs> Not ready. Yeah, whatever it was. Huge it opportunity. Cla classic. Giant. Giant. Classic opportunity uh, not slotted away. And then five minutes later, Gio Reyna taking matters into his own hands. Dribble seven opposing players uh, back to back. One of them, I think, twice. Um, it just it really felt like he could go all the way. I was getting Maradona flashbacks to when I was oh, yes. a baby. Um, I believe was, that was at that stadium, too. If I recall. Oh wow, wow! It was the professor special. Me on that. It was special. Um, Pulisic would come out. U.S. would go to a back five. No further goals in this. There were some scares from from Mexico, but the uh, we all left with the Gio Reyna dribble fresh in our minds. And I think the moment that really encapsulates this recap for me is the one in which the U.S. fans, away fans, crept in and started to cheer a little bit louder than the Mexican fans. This was indicative of the vibe that, that the U.S. brought uh, and, and started to just put a little shiver down the spine, uh, continued with the shivers down the spine of the uh, general public uh, in, in the great nation of Mexico watching this, this competition here. And the U.S. fans for just a moment were louder than the home fans who needed to be encouraged by someone on the on a loudspeaker to wake the hell up, 
stop getting hypnotized by Gio Reyna's hips and uh, try to support their team. Ty, what were your first impressions? This is the very last of a long series of high-pressure U.S. World Cup qualifiers at Azteca. It's a fortress that we never fully breached, never took three points away. But it has become a place where the U.S. has been able to have more and more success in recent years. It's two draws in a row that we've gotten there. The place strikes fear into the hearts of the American soccer psyche. It has a legend to it. It has an aura to it that has always been hard for U.S. teams to overcome. And going into this match, even you and I felt that this would be a bridge too far for the U.S. to try to go for it in this particular match, in this kind of atmosphere, at altitude, to try and really take the game to Mexico. And thank I God the team didn't that. listen I gotta to us. I got to jump in. I didn't think that, but go ahead. Okay, I, I thought that. Thank God the team didn't listen to me. And I have to give credit where credit is due to Greg and to the team for understanding that that hoodoo from the past is gone. This team is better than Mexico. They took the game to Mexico. They had the better chances. They let them off the hook twice. And we saw in this last iteration of this epic, legendary, once every four years match day, how the team has grown and changed over the years and dozens and dozens of Nats legends from the past who have played in this game can look at this team with great pride knowing that they finally came full circle and they finally reached that point where we are in the ascendancy and there's no looking back. Hell yeah. I'm sorry I interrupted your your first impressions with a self-serving retroactive <laughs> Uh, argument there, yeah, you just but, don't want to get yelled at on Twitter. Uh, you know what? I do want to get yelled at on Twitter. I'm weird like that. Um, the and there were, weren't there, Ty? Uh, U.S. veterans like Clint Dempsey, indeed, indeed. Charlie Davies, Stanky Leg Davies. Fuck yeah. it, Kate Abdo. Washington. I count Kate, Kate Abdo. Abdo. Yeah, Kate Abdo is a legend. Absolutely, a U.S. Yeah. MNT legend. Uh, and. We got to see them react in this way to young That's Gio right. Reyna and others. And not only, Ty, you're so right that, that this game represented, I think, an inflection point. This is the node. This is the node. Everything before now was one way, and everything after now will be a different way. Um, it was a perfectly, perfectly it, tied uh, you know, scoreline to represent that we are exactly in balance <laughs> just as we now tip into a, a new future. Yeah. And if you need to, if, you, if, if you're not convinced of that, imagine being a Mexico fan where you've played the U.S. You played the U.S. three times last year. You lost them all. Play the U.S. at home. Your team looks toothless, not a lot of ideas, not able to really dominate possession the way that they would be used to at home against the U.S., it's a tough time for, for Mexican fans, uh, and the, the opposite is happening for the U.S. So it is a really, it's a really special moment. It's, it's, it's tasty. It's tasty. I, I know which side I would want if I was picking. 
I do too. And it's crazy. The the possession stat at the end of the day was was 65-35. The US had a lot less possession, but I think a lot of that happened in the Oh, last for real? Okay, I didn't yeah, see. It was, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It was I crazy, think at halftime it was like 57 maybe. It was closer which at Which is totally time. acceptable. Yeah, but I yeah. think anybody with eyes who watched this game um, can would agree Even with you. Even someone without eyes. Even perhaps someone without who eyes. Who watched it on that cool board thing that they use. <laughs> would agree. They too would agree that uh, the U.S. looked a better team. Man. The U.S. Yeah. looked the better two, team. The two best chances of the game fell to the U.S. Now, to what do you attribute the lack of finishing from Pulisic and Pifak, who it are, happens. in theory, some of the better finishers? On it team? happens. It is what it is. It happens. I don't, I, I, I don't really... I'm not going to lose sleep over it. They will. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. They, you they miss will, those chances. You need a you yeah, need a few yeah. of those. Um, you need a yeah. few of those to to yeah. score. But I will always remember. I will always remember this one. The 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 you know, epic moments at Azteca in the past. Um, I remember, and this this I count as epic, even though it wasn't a huge victory or anything like that, because of things like that Geo Reyna run and that Tyler Adams through ball and the Tim Weah cross to Pulisic. And the clip ball over the top from, um, from Acosta to Geo on that PFOC chance. Perfect. Just exceptional, exceptional play. And the, the, that would find a place in any team in the world. You know, and we, we finally reached that level where we have these, these young men who are, who are playing with the best in the world. And it, it shows in the, the style that they're able to play and in the, the amount that they're able to really, um, really dictate the game, even in a, a, you know, the toughest circumstances in the entire region. It is finally showing. It's been such a long, long road to this moment where we've said, these players are really good, these players are really good, and it never quite feels that, like it's clicking into place. And we're starting to see a, the, the critical mass. You know, Tyler Adams in particular has recently... Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I was, maybe, maybe I need to look at the numbers. Maybe he's, you know, there were some crazy stats thrown out in the broadcast about him having the most, um, the most tackles and stuff like that of anyone in the, in qualifying, CONCACAF qualifying. But, um, anyways, so maybe I've been missing it, but I, it feels very recent that Tyler Adams imperial nature is actually, um, imposed on the game that, that oppositions are, that, that you kind of, I'm getting the, uh, um, Flashbacks to Beckerman, uh, what's his Beckerman and what's his name? Uh, Jones. Beckerman Jones uh, feeling of like this is dominant defense, but it's just Tyler back there. Um, yes, yes, yes. And I mean, he was he was really good, and it, and so we haven't good. seen that Tyler in so long. That's what we were saying in the last show. Is like, obviously, the concern is Weston not being here because Weston was so good in the last camp. But you forget, like the camp before that, that wasn't Weston's camp, you know, and. It's it does feel like every single camp there's someone who kind of like finds themselves in it and propels the team forward and that's amazing. Maybe in a theoretical tournament to come, a couple players can have that at once. And when that happens, I mean, damn, look out! This team is fucking good, dude. They're fucking good. Can you just think about so Tyler Adams? Have we given him enough shine? Amazing, amazing game. Yes, against Mexico. Well done. You did Keep it. it up. Can you imagine if? what it must be like to have Reyna off the bench and Pulisic still on the field 
You spend the whole game. You spend the whole game like I guess we'll we'll take Weya. Just double team Polisic, give him nothing. We'll see what we can do against Weya. And then Reyna comes on the field, who might be a better one-to-one dribbler than Christian Polisic. He's definitely a better he's definitely a more creative dribbler. Polisic has like three moves. He's like he's kind of Aryan Robin like. Yeah. In that yeah, he's yeah. he's got he's really got three moves, you know, and, and he does them over and over and they're good. But he keeps trying them, you know, so you kind of know what to expect. But Geo has this this artistry. You know, I don't think of Polisic as an artist. He's he's like a he's like a sports car. Yes. <laughs> Geo. Geo, my man. Geo. My dude. He's painting Jackson Pollock's out here. <laughs> he is. He is, and he's defending. His attitude is good. He had yes, yes. His attitude was a lot better. Speaking of the artistry you described, he had. There was a play where um, it must have been Yedlin at the time. uh, Just it was like it was when we had gone to the back five, requiring Reyna to sit in in a bank, that second layer or whatever the the bank sitting in banks, Um, and a ball comes out that's really a clearance, but it comes sort of towards from the outside towards the middle Gio Reyna has a uh, um, a Mexican player right next to him the ball is not played to him necessarily it's a, it's sort of like a clearance pass and it's not super near him either and he extended his left leg out in this crazy sort of fantastic four way um, and took a first touch that was un atypical it was just a strange angled first touch that like put the ball like down into the grass and his foot like flicked up into the air um i hope i'm painting this picture maybe people remember it maybe they don't but to me that that innocuous moment he takes his touch and everyone freezes because nobody you would never expect that ball to be under control as quickly as he had it under control and then he just he played a clean pass um that invention and that instinct in that in that moment is unteachable it's bizarre yeah it's it's certainly not teachable with words you know i i think it's teachable with repetition i think you're you're seeing a you know a young man actually really a generation of young men who have had these opportunities right like yeah you think of 14 year old christian pulisic in the uh foosball knot getting you know, doing doing a thousand a thousand balls a day in the foosball note. And and that that really adds up. And like playing like six hours a day of indoor as an eight year old, you know? So the the culture has shifted to the degree that that's possible for an American kid. Yeah. And um and and that's why we're seeing the results that we are. It's 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 not just the league, it's not just the academies, it's just the idea of a kid playing soccer for six hours a day is realistic. You know, there's opportunities. You don't have to drive three hours. Uh, yeah. You, you know, and then, and then to be kind of fast-tracked into these like really high-level academies, totally realistic. It's, it's a thing. It's totally a thing now. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's really just so enjoyable to watch it come together because of how long we've waited oh. and how much horrible soccer we've watched. So horrible much horrible soccer. soccer. This was that we really loved. not bad. That and we, we love this we team no matter what. But I feel spoiled. You know, I feel spoiled that we get to watch some some really slick, modern, attacking, positive play. 
the sky's the limit for this team. The sky's the limit. They just have to beat Panama. <laughs> right, right. And we'll 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 look forward to that in in just a moment. But before we do, um, Porcelain Prince Christian Pulisic, he's been marked out of every game he's played in qualifying. Been very quiet. And in this game, he found a way. What do you think it was that allowed Pulisic to find this game? I'm not sure. The thing I was surprised at with him and with the whole team is just the energy level. Because I'm so used to watching U.S. teams go to Azteca and just like drag ass, you know, because which is understandable. You know, like if I was if I was like, you know, uh, working on my laptop for a couple hours, I'd be pretty winded at, at 7000 feet. <laughs> so I can only imagine um, trying to play in the in the smog and, and you know, it's, at least it's not hot right now, um, particularly. But it's, you know, I, I, I thought maybe that had something to do with like more modern conditioning. Like maybe the, the players are just that much fitter that like even in the face of this obstacle, they don't necessarily show it. Um, but I thought that that was really the big thing that, uh, that, that stood out in comparison to prior matches I've seen him there was that he just looked fresh. He looked fresh at the end. Yeah. And I, it was stunning. Yeah, yeah. He's in uh, good form, as I understand it, in general. So that that helps too, I'm sure. I thought he did a really good job of um, of finding the game uh, in simple ways. So he did a good job of not waiting too long at the beginning of the game to get his first touches. You know, he yes. he he got involved, and when he did uh, get chances to have touches early on, he just played simple simple passes. Uh, played it back yes. to the other. Yes. Midfielder, he didn't try to dribble someone out uh, too much early on, although he did once and took his customary welcome to the game foul. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, he's so he's doing these little things to involve himself in the game earlier and and uh, give himself a little bit of rhythm. Uh, he's doing that more effectively, um, and also uh, you know every every time he plays, he his reaction to the welcome to the game foul improves. He used to that used to you know really fuck him up in the head um and now he's good he just takes oh yeah it. it hurts and he no he on. he needs it it's like his morning cup of coffee <laughs> i'm I, no joke like i feel like i the way i see him react to fouls now it's like it's like good my yes. power is growing <laughs> and he used to be you know pissy and and you know he makes he has that complainy face you know yes. the Christian Pulisic complainy face yes and I used to see that complainy face a lot more and now he just looks at the ground that's what he's gonna get that's that's part of his job is to take those hits same way it is for Messi yep so um, yeah the the maturity level is definitely there and yeah I think a part of it is is just having more context or understanding of like what he can do to impact games, you know, cause if he, if he basically moves effectively, draws attention and plays simple passes, he's going to have a good game. Yep. He's, he's going to help the team in a huge way. And it doesn't even have to be from anything he does. It's from the opposition having to plan on him doing something. Yep. Right. So that's, that's part of why way I had such a good game is that he gets to play on the other side of that. Dude, Weah has the best job in national team soccer. He's like Angel Di Maria out there. Just no one's marking this guy. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, and he knows exactly how to use it. I yeah. mean, he's like, he's he's so good at, like, like it usually ends up being like a one-on-one -on -one situation. That's And that's 
like, uh, gosh, what was that? The Canada game where he, uh, I forget what qualifier, sorry. But there was, there was the goal where he, he basically like juked somebody and then sh shot this like weird, bizarro, like faux digital cross to Pulisic who headed the, the, the ball in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and he has that move where he's, there, there is no space and he just finds a fraction of a, of a inch, you know, to, to just get the ball past. Uh, which he did again for the Pulisic chance that that Pulisic missed. So, oh my God, he's great! Can and that, the you, fact that he's like the seventh or eighth dude—that's what I was going to say. The hype, he's the, the he's the Pauli Ariola Nips. He's the new Pauli Ariola Nips. Um, that's right. Anyways, that's right. anyways, so so he uh, so uh, underappreciated. So where do we go? Where so do we go where from we here, go from Clayton? Here, there's just one more person I have to mention before we go somewhere from here, which is okay. Ricardo Pepe. Who played? Disha boy. Who played in this game against? Did he? <laughs> yes, uh -huh. indeed he did. You heard it here first. <laughs> against uh, the nation that he can rightfully call his own. Um, he, the man is, is legitimately both Mexican and American. Can you imagine? Played at Azteca. Can you imagine coming out of that tunnel? Dude, wow! You feel that? You feel those chills? chills. Like chills oh and he, he dog this is what it's all about this is what it's all about it's so very beautiful it's so very beautiful um that he got this opportunity uh that he earned this opportunity that he made it here is so incredible um if you know he he he's already a, a life well lived uh this young man an incredible yeah. accomplishment legendary um, nat a legendary nat to get to this point now did he have much of an impact on this game? No. Did he have a touch? Do you remember? <laughs> I remember him getting touches. like clobbered. He had touches. Yeah. He got clobbered. But what will go unnoticed? And people say, people credit him, strikers who don't score all the time for their hard work off the ball. And that's true. Uh, it, well, it's true that it, that's um, annoying and can be a cop out and is exactly what I'm going to do here. But. I've watched a number of Ricardo Pepe games in which he gets doesn't score and gets credit for doing the hard work off the ball. And I don't always agree with that uh, interpretation. I find I've found his play to be in, you know, when described that way, I've found him to be um, sort of erratic in his efforts that he's right. He's, Agreed. Uh, he's just Agreed. running around there doing stuff. He's not a Dom Dwyer. And it's not basically like playing midfield or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And although it is, uh, he, you know, he does typically show effort uh, and it's valiant. It's not always effective in this game. However, he played the press to a T and he, he was flawless in that. And there are so many turnovers that uh, we had um, high up the field that you don't see Ricardo Pepe next to the turnover, but he had to do everything exactly right to make those happen. So good point. Today good point. on All this right. occasion, I want to give it to him. That's a rare, rare take from last night. I, did, I, I, I thought he was disappointing. I understood it, but, um, you know, next time, next time, next time. And here's where it nets out. Look, we were not supposed, you know, quote unquote, supposed to get a point at Azteca. That's a game we're kind of, We've historically lost much more than we've gotten anything out of. So to get a point is is very positive. It also, because the table has tightened, 
retaining, you know, or holding Mexico back from, from more points is very, very relevant. So you got to be happy with last night as a U.S. fan, even though we, we missed those chances that would have made it an absolutely fantastic night. It was still very, very productive. Great to get that point. And one of the other results went our way, which is Panama Drew. Which leads us to yeah, the Panama. scenarios. So let's talk scenarios. scenarios. We have Sunday versus okay. Panama, 7 p.m. Then we have next Wednesday versus Costa Rica. That's 8.05 Eastern, uh, 9.05 Eastern. Ty, what are the numbers? Run us through the numbers. Okay, so I'll just say, recap the table in case you don't, like, listeners don't have it in front of them. So Canada's on 25, U.S. and Mexico both on 22, similar goal difference. And then you have Costa Rica and Panama Costa Rica's on 19, and Panama's on 18. The way this plays out is basically the Costa Rica game is first on Sunday. It's at 5 o'clock. So we're going to know by the time the U.S. is you know, midway through the first half uh, what Costa Rica got out of their game. They've got, they're away to El Salvador. If the U.S. beats Panama and Costa Rica does not win, the U.S. will qualify. Chills. Even if the U.S. draws, if Costa Rica loses, the U.S. will qualify. Chills. But plan A is boring, beat Panama, more boring beat them by a couple goals, beat them by a couple goals, and then even if Costa Rica wins, it would it's almost impossible for the U.S. to not go through because uh, the U.S. has a goal difference advantage that's significant. So if the U.S. wins this Panama match, it's, we're up to you know, 99.9% uh, territory, even if they're not mathematically qualified at that point. So this is what it comes down to. Generation is great. They've done a lot of good things. They're changing the perception of American soccer the way that they set out to do. They, they're special. It's a special team. And now it comes down to getting a result, doing anything possible, laying it all on the line, no holds barred, number one lineup, play through injury, do whatever you have to do, beat Panama, we go to the World Cup. That's it. That's what we live for. That is what we live for. And there are some factors. We've racked up a number of yellow card suspensions, uh, I think. And we've also got a... Um, coronavirus diagnosis for Reggie Cannon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre was out and then I think, I forget who got the yellow suspension. Was it Weya maybe? I think Weya got a yellow. Uh, Yedlin got a yellow. I'm not sure if that was a suspension or not. Yeah. So we're, we're missing, we're missing players, but you know, next man up, let's go. We got talent on the bench. We had we, talent we didn't use last night. We do, but we don't have a right back. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So we got So let's do see where does this something. leave us? Let's see. Let's let's just I'm just going to look at the at the roster and just verify who we have. I think it's too late to bring anyone, right? That's unless they like flew him out. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but I mean, we so we saw Eric Palmer Brown uh against Mexico. Yeah, he's who, he's quite flexible. He's he a, he's a there. versatile player. And by the way, George I did Bello. not I did not recognize him. <laughs> Man is oh gross. no, he he gained like thirty pounds. He's he's a big boy. He's a, big he's a he dude. was he was like a little beanpole. I know it's so adorable. Guy. Yeah, Eric Palmer Brown, I love him. Yeah, so yeah, um, 
basically the choices would be like Bellow, James Sands, out of position, Christian Roldan, EPB, oh, God. Adams. Oh, Adams. Yeah, there you go. If only we had the other Roldan, huh? What a shame. If only. What a shame. The good Roldan. What a big, what a big miss, the good Roldan. <laughs> we got the crap Roldan. Now you um, can play right back. How about three in the back, Ty, for this? No, The most no, important no. game ever. No, no. For the most important game ever, we just plug in the best best we can at each of the 10 positions um, that we have decided we play. And they played they played this formation yesterday and it worked it worked well. They also played Now's another formation against Mexico. Uh briefly, which was a 5 in the back but essentially, you know, could can easily convert to a 3 in the back. I Yeah, 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 yeah. I so so yeah, I hear your opinion. Uh mm. and I maybe agree. I, I I think I agree. I think Eric Palmer Brown can do a fine shift at, at right back. Give it to him, see how it goes. Greg Brain tells me we're gonna see a three in the back. Oh god. Oh god, don't touch it, Greg. He he <laughs> did such a good job button. of just not doing anything weird i mean and i and i was the one saying let's do something weird i was freaking out because of the intensity of this moment greg kept a cool head and he totally didn't do anything weird and that's all we need that's all we're looking for he made a sub like around the 60th minute oh, 60th minute for he continued to make it was subs perfect. he made subs continually he didn't make them all at once in the beginning of the half and he didn't save them all until the 85th minute. <laughs> he just made some subs, played 4-3-3, let the players do their thing. No crazy idea, no right back, in, you know, becoming a midfielder. That's all we need. We just need a, need a steward and someone who can guide these young men in their life journey, not just make up cool shit and, right. and experiment. I actually think, I bet Walker Zimmerman could do a fine right back. Uh, yeah, Miles well. too. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. I think yeah. it's fine. Then you just kind of bias the side with the uh, Jedi on it. Yeah, in in attack. So which we do anyways. Yedlin's become the winger who sits back. Did you ever That's think right. that would happen? No, didn't see that coming. He didn't. He didn't hit the touchline uh, once, as far as I saw. He he was he wasn't in the corner. Yeah, it's definitely less <laughs> less than it used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I feel you, Yedlin. I, I'm. I'm. I feel that age coming every day. <laughs> feel it every day. <laughs> Things uh, are breaking. <laughs> I didn't know that could hurt. What is that muscle? <laughs> what is that part? <laughs> How do you? Is there a stretch for that? <laughs> uh, we are oh on our way, Ty. Um, you ready to go to years. the World Cup, buddy? I feel ready. I feel ready for that. I, I feel totally ready. I feel like we've earned it. We deserve it. I feel like we did most of the work, to be honest. <laughs> correct, correct. Um, well, none of these players were here when we started. <laughs> so, so we did. We were, we, we were here before them. Yes, we were here first. Yeah. Kids. Uh, and so were you, you the peeps. So were you, about, MJ Lee. About 30 of you who are listening right now <laughs> were <Crumb>. actually here. <laughs> uh, 
before Pulisic got involved. Yes. If if you listened to episode one, uh, we want to we want to know you. We want to buy you a beer yes, wherever you live. We'll absolutely. fly out there just for one beer. Yes. Yeah. What well, at some point? At some point. Yeah. <laughs> at some point. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. Let's get out of here. I'm ready to go to the World Cup. Yeah, I I love uh, I love when I uh, find an extra mask in my pocket. You know, we've been living this COVID life. Those masks, uh, they really help us out. Um, Free mask. I I love it when those numbers go down. That's really positive. Um, And you, you know, uh, you start to believe for a second. Although, stay safe, everyone. Don't get crazy out there. Um, and I love it when outdoor dining becomes comfortable again. But I don't love any of that stuff as much as I love the Nats. Let's fucking go, boys. Let's do oh, this. my God. We could qualify for the World Cup oh. tomorrow. Sunday. Oh. oh, my God. I'm going to weep. Weeping. Weep. Actual crying. Catch it on TikTok. <laughs> cash me it. Cash me on TikTok. <laughs> cash me on TikTok. Weeping about the gnats. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, people. Goodbye, people. It's we the peeps. It's we the peeps. Welcome to we the peeps. Are you ready for We the Peeps? Holy moly, it's We the Peeps.